This is the Healthy Nomics Podcast, episode 27 with Matt Ferguson. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Kennedy, your host. Before we get to today's interview with Matt Ferguson, I want to let you know about a free email course for beginner runners and those that have run before but perhaps struggled with consistency and making running part of their life. Injury prevention, running for weight loss, running form, how to deal with pain, and lots, lots more. The emails are quick and to the point and will help you become a better runner. Go to freerunningcourse.com to sign up for free. I also want to mention the 30-day None to Run Challenge I'm organizing for January 2017. If you're looking for some motivation and support from like-minded runners just like you, I highly recommend you sign up for the challenge. In the next challenge, I'll be giving away some very cool prizes like Hoka running shoes, t-shirts, and even an AFX. If you want to find out more about the challenge and sign up, go to noneforrun.com challenge. On to today's interview with Matt Ferguson. Matt is the co-founder, president, and CEO of Progressive Health Innovations. Progressive Health Innovations develops user-friendly and affordable health technologies for rehabilitation, sports medicine, and athletic training markets. Their first product, the AFX, enables users to strengthen the muscles and tendons of the foot and ankle complex through a complete range of motion. The AFX is made for everybody, and their customers range from pro sports teams in the NBA, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer to Olympians, professional dancers, all the way through to weekend warriors. The focus of our chat is all about how strengthening your feet can minimize the chances of getting injured through running, but also how to get back running quicker when you do suffer an injury. Perhaps the most interesting thing for you, though, is Matt tells you the best ways to strengthen your feet and how it'll make you a faster runner. The show notes for this episode will be at healthynomics.com slash 27. There, you'll also be able to download a transcript for the episode. Without further ado, please enjoy my chat with Matt Ferguson. Welcome to the Healthy Nomics Podcast, boosting your health and fitness IQ one episode at a time. And now, your host, Mark Kennedy. Hey, Matt, welcome to the Healthy Nomics Podcast. Thanks very much, Mark. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to finally connect, uh, not in person, I guess, but actually talk. We've uh, we've chatted before over email, and like uh, you did a guest post, or we did sort of a Q and A on uh, on the blog. That was probably like a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was a couple of years back. Yeah. So, anyways, it's nice to finally connect. Um, so today we're gonna be talking a lot about uh, the feet uh, and foot strength as it relates to to running and physical activity. Um, to get started, I just want to start with, uh, I was going through your Twitter feed just to see, you know, what, 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 what <laughs> oh, no. was, was I being grumpy? <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Just to see, uh, you know, what you're, what you're, what you're talking about with regards to, um, you know, the foot strength and stuff. Anyways, one tweet caught my eye. It was basically, it says sore back, do core exercises, sore hips, do pelvic exercises. Uh, so regarding feet, use shoe inserts. WTH, I assume that means what, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell, yeah. Feet have 20 plus muscles, use them. And um, I really like that. That, that. that tweet really resonated with me. So can you talk a little bit about um, what that, what you mean by that tweet and uh, you know what others can take from that? Oh, absolutely, Mark. And uh, that's, yeah, sometimes I get a little grumpy about stuff. It's just, <clears throat> but no, it's, I, I think what, what I find shocking sometimes is, is just contained in that tweet is if someone had a bad back, um, they would look to, if I said to them, hey, put on this hard back brace and wear it for the rest of your life. 
okay, and that'll take care of your back pain. You no, no, that's crazy. Can you not give me some exercises? Can you not give me some strengthening or something so that I can I can get healthy again and I can get pain free? And same with if people have hip problems. If I said, well, hip problems when you walk, hey, just just plunk down in this wheelchair. That'll take care of all your problems. Well, mm-hmm. no, no, it's not going to. And yet, when it comes to the feet, it seems like the first and biggest answer you get, and sometimes the only solution people are given are foot inserts. And and that is not to diminish the role that foot inserts can play and orthotics and stuff. I don't want to get down that road because they're certainly, they're a valid uh, product for some people. I do, however, think they're overprescribed. And I do think that the first line of defense, you need to look at this incredible engineering feat that hang on, or uh, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> this incredible engineering that, that, that hangs off the end of our legs. And it's, you know, over 100 muscles, tendons, ligaments, bones, like it, it's truly fantastic. And like other, all other parts of the body, there's an ability to strengthen them and improve range of motion to ideally combat some of the problems that we most often see. Yeah, that that resonates a lot with me. Um, so, why exactly is having like, what what does having strong feet mean, and, and why is foot strength important to? Um, I mean, well, for someone you know, just in their day to day life, but uh, yeah. for my audience, you know, a lot of them are, are runners. So, um, can you talk to that? Oh, absolutely. And and it uh, there there was a phrase uh, that was coined back uh, last year. It was called foot core. And it actually was a group of researchers, including Patrick McKeon out of Ithaca College and Irene Davis. She runs the Spalding National Running Center at Harvard. And and if you've ever, Mark, I know you've been to the AFX website, but one of the images we have is a six-pack foot, right? And mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it gets a lot of laughs, but there's a really serious message about it. Um, and that is this idea of having strong feet like the core. Um, and the importance of strong feet is feet are the foundation of human movement, right? And if you, if your feet are strong and if they're mobile, because that's the other thing too, it's not just about strength. You got to have good, um, good range of motion in the feet. Mm -hmm. Every step you take is going to be stronger. It's going to affect your knees. It's going to affect your hips. It's going to affect your back. Um, and I know there might be people listening to the podcast and they're very big on core and pelvic strength. And that's been a big uh, issue the last couple of years. But the feet and the pelvis work together in, re- in a reciprocal relationship. And if those feet aren't strong, right, if they, if they, if they collapse easily, you're going to start seeing different you know, points being affected, whether it's the ankles, the knees, and the hips. And it can affect everything from your your basic balance mm-hmm. to your agility, to your explosiveness, to your endurance. And when it gets to runner's mark, specifically, it's about having a strong foot gives you a strong base for every step that you take. Um, and And I think that really is critical. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it's funny, as you're answering that question, you're kind of rolling into my next question, which is great. Um, and you talked about um, some injuries. Um, is there some particular injuries uh, or you can give specific examples on that uh, stem from you know issues or lack of strength or mobility in the feet that manifest elsewhere in the body, um, You know, like the pelvis, like you talked about, but are there some specific injuries or examples you can give? 
Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, obviously the, the usual caveat exists that every individual is different. Um, mm. And we're not necessarily talking about um, an episodic injury where someone's been, you know, hit with something or tripped or fallen or what have you. But definitely, you know, when you talk about plantar fasciitis, okay, um, with plantar fasciitis, We've, we do have a, a program uh, that's on our website for free and video and stuff, but um, our program focuses on strengthening the intrinsic muscles of the foot and also improving the range of motion of the toe extensors or your toes lifting up the bottom of the foot, but also the Achilles, the calf, and the hamstrings because a lot of the times... If you're having plantar fasciitis problem, the really good physios out there, they're going to treat you by also improving the range of motion of your Achilles and your calf. Mm -hmm. Same with shin splints, okay? A lot of the times um, people start, they start running. Let's say they're taking up running uh, after a few years, they've gained a few extra pounds, they're, they're starting to pound the pavement a bit, and those shin muscles are just not strong enough to, to take every impact that they're starting to pound out on the pavement. And so if you can strengthen those shin muscles, you can avoid one of the causes of shin splints, right? Uh, and of course, there's a, a chronic ankle instability. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, and this is another one with runners, uh, we see a lot of runners when we go to marathon expos, very strong through a limited range of plantar flexion or pushing your foot down, but their lateral strength is almost non-existent. And, and they'll tell us, oh, I was just walking, running down the street and I went over my ankle. Don't know how. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not surprising. Um, so the idea is that there are muscles and tendons uh, that are designed to help give that foot and ankle stability. And, you know, and then, sorry, I can ramble on and on. But Keep going, yeah. Is well, just the thing is also balanced strengthening. Uh, getting back to the concept of the foot core and the abdominal core being similar, Let's say, Mark, for example, uh, people were, they had a bad back again. And so they decide, okay, I'm going to get a better back. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm only going to do back exercises. That's it. I'm going to just work out my back, not do chest, not do abs, not do pelvis, none of that stuff. Just, well, you'd look at them and go, are you crazy? Come on now. Um, and so you need to have balance. The opposing muscle groups need to be balanced for mm -hmm. good strength. It's the same with feet. And, and runners are a really unique group to work with. And we work with a lot of them, whether they're elite levels or people just starting out with their first 5 or 10K. And in that they love to run. They want to run. And they're exceptionally strong in about 15 degrees of their range of motion. Uh -huh. But when it comes to side to side or fully planting your foot, so fully pushing your foot down or pulling your foot up in what dorsiflexion, they can be incredibly weak. It's almost like they, getting back to the abdominal core analogy, it's almost like runners go out and do 10,000 crunches, just crunches, no planks, no, you know, rotational work, no, you know, no other work to move in that direction. Yeah. And then they wonder why their feet don't work and their ankles don't work the way they should. So... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we should back up a little bit. And I apologize, but you, you mentioned the AFX um, once or twice in your website. So um, can you just give a, a bit of a background to the listeners on um, the, what work you're doing right now and you know what's, what's the AFX? And um, yeah, I think that would help. And again, I apologize. We should have covered this from the top, but I think now we might as well get that out of the way. 
Well, no, no, I, I don't want to come on these. Uh, I didn't. Well, I told you I didn't want to come on and hey, plug the product away. But um, but I will shamelessly talk about it. Yeah, no. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, AFX is actually a product that myself and two other guys, Jordan Myers and Rick Hall, uh, we invented uh, quite a few years ago, actually back in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, and for strengthening the muscles and tendons of the foot and ankle, um, and. The where it was work the genesis of it, Mark, was just simply that uh, Jordan was a Jordan's a doctor and he'd been working with patients and really trying to address foot and ankle issues and he went out looking for a solution and of course he found rubber bands tried them out found them completely ineffective for what he wanted to do which was strengthen through the full range of motion because they don't attach to the feet he contacted a good buddy of his Rick Hall who had his masters in ergonomics or kinet, uh, kinesiology from SFU and uh, uh, Rick you know understood it certainly from um, from a kinesiology perspective and they contacted me and I was at the time working in the innovation office at Simon Fraser University so taking inventions out of the university I was their medical device guy but I also had the the dubious distinction of uh, of being a very often injured athlete especially <laughs> my feet and ankles so the three of us sat down to build the product and um and really create something that could strengthen through a complete range of motion, um, engage the toe flexors, the intrinsics or small muscles of the foot, and and also stretch and and be able to be used from post-surgical right up to you know high-performance athletes, NFL, NBA, NHL, that sort of idea. Um, so yeah, we just sat down and with the understanding that the the feet represent uh, for a lot of people an incredible point of pain but for a, for a lot of athletes could be amazing potential for um for improved athletic performance so that's great um and that leads me into my next question actually regarding running performance we you talked a lot about um rehabbing injuries and preventing injuries but how will strengthening the feet uh, and working on the mobility of the feet uh, and strengthening the ankles help running performance, um, you know, strictly like, you know, helping you become a more efficient, stronger runner? How, how will it help? Well, and that's, uh, of course, I think we're talking about uh, more the endurance uh, aspect of it because with sprinters, it's all about the explosiveness. But for the endurance athlete, it gets back to a little something I mentioned earlier, which is having that solid base mm -hmm. for every step. So on the strength side of things, um, you know, if you have that solid base, that that good strength both in terms of your side your lateral movement or inversion eversion um <clears throat> and a good solid base then you're going to be a more efficient runner um you're not your body's not <laughs> it's a highly technical term your body's not pushing through a bucket of mush mm -hmm. right a good strong foot means that you're not battling because if let's say you're doing a marathon if after 15 miles your feet and ankles start to give out because they simply are too fatigued for the next 11.2 miles you are going to have a world of hurt happening to your knees and your hips and and your body is going to be expending extra energy just to try to keep your feet under you mm -hmm. um whereas if there's that good solid base you're going to be a more efficient runner the other part is is of course the range of motion and having excellent range of motion a lot of runners we see are incredibly tight uh you only tighten up during a race right the more the muscles get fatigued the more they shorten up the more other muscles compensate and next thing you know you're just 
biomechanically you're all over the place. Um, but if you have good range of motion, um, you have good fluidity in your stride, it just, it helps with your gait, it helps with everything. And it's just one less thing that, uh, that's going to let you down. I think a lot of people when they train, um, they can get their cardio especially with runners after they've done a few of these things and everything else, everyone seems to want to focus on their cardio, mm -hmm. but usually when, and, and you can certainly hit the wall and you can certainly hit exhaustion because of nutrition issues. But a lot of the times you just see people hobbling those last few miles. And, uh, and so that's what AFX can help you avoid. Oh, it's happened to me. I mean, I trained for my first marathon, made a lot of silly mistakes, but, um, the main mistakes weren't, you know, it wasn't from a cardio perspective. Like right. it was basically from <clears throat> pushing my my muscles, ligaments, tissues uh, too far, too fast, too soon. So you end up with yep. you know issues like iliotibial band syndrome, uh, plantar fasciitis at both at the same time. And it was you know, <laughs> you, know you you'd think I would know better, but anyways. Um, and another analogy I like too. You mentioned about um, you know just strengthening the feet gives you that strong base. And um, I'm not sure who told me this, but um, it relates to, you know, having a strong core and helping you become a better runner. And you can equate it to basically like, you know, when you're moving furniture and moving a bed mattress is, you know, the most irritating thing to, to move because it's not stiff. It kind of bends. It's, you know, it's very awkward to move as opposed to, you know, um, a stiff piece of uh, plywood or something is, you know, much easier to move. You just have to, you know, pick it up, it holds itself up and you can move it around things. It's no problem. So your body is the same. Um, you know, if you're, if your core and your base and your feet are strong, you're able to, your muscles are able to, you know, use that stiffness to its advantage and propel yourself forward, you know, faster and more efficiently. Absolutely. We did a, <clears throat> just a quick aside. When we first developed prototypes of AFX, we did a quick athletic performance study with the men's varsity basketball teams at Simon Fraser University. The Klansman. The Klansman and University of British Columbia, uh, the T-Birds. And over a 12-week period, the guys using our device um, had a significant increase in their balance. It went up really quite well. Their agility improved and their one-step vertical jump went up by just over three three inches on average. That's that's um, significant. I mean, that, it's staggering, but it wasn't a big surprise to a lot of people who say play volleyball because the number one tip is if you want your vertical to go up mm -hmm. in volleyball, you go and play beach volleyball for a summer barefoot in the sand. Yeah. You come back in on the hardwood, you are a god or goddess and you just have this amazing vertical. And it's not necessarily marked that the feet added those three inches. But it gets back to my earlier point, which it's also, it's the efficient transfer of that force. You're not pushing through a bucket of mush. You can have killer quads and awesome hamstrings and, and amazing calves. But if you're pushing that or trying to push it through a weak foot, it's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. But if it's a strong, rigid piece of plywood, like you're talking about, then you have that efficiency and then you can maximize your performance. Yeah, exactly. Um, so regarding strengthening the feet, I mean, we don't have yep. to talk specifically about the FX or we can, nope. but like, what are, what are the best ways to strengthen the muscles of the feet and, and improve the mobility? Like what types of movements are we talking about? Well, the, the <laughs> as the inventor of the AFX, the best way to do it is the AFX. No, um, I would say, and I, I'm laughing when in fact I 
we did develop it to be a, a really great piece of equipment. But there are other ways that people are listening to the podcast right now. If you know they they're getting back into running, or if they're regular runners, or whatever, there are some really simple, easy exercises you can do without equipment, including AFX, um, and and incorporate them in your day to day which I think is really nice because no one has enough time to do anything. Mm -hmm. And if you add to it at the end of the day, you now have to, you know, do 30 minutes of foot exercises. People aren't going to necessarily do it. Um, really quick and easy day-to-day -day exercises, Mark, is, and this you can do if you're standing at your kitchen counter, if you're talking on the phone at your home or office, uh, even in line at a store, right? You're waiting. Um, stand on one foot for 30 seconds mm -hmm. and then switch to the other. You would be amazed at how much it's going to engage your ankle. Um, raise yourself up on your tiptoes. Uh, again, if you're on the phone, stand, just stand up at your desk, raise up on your tiptoes. Do that, you know, 10, 15 times. Start with both feet. You start feeling a little bit stronger. Do one at a time. Um, another one that, uh, that's a good one is, is sort of to rock back on your heels. But even if from a seated position, raise your toes towards your shins. That mm -hmm. movement's called dorsiflexion. Uh, and if you do it in a standing position, again, have your hands on a counter or a desk or whatever. Um, you'll really help engage that foot. And then another one that's becoming increasingly popular is called foot doming and that is just simply and you have to do this barefoot and ideally these exercises if you can slip off your shoes they're better um, but with foot doming you you basically pull your toes back towards your heel uh, I you know it's like scrunching your toes if you will yeah and it causes the arch to rise a little bit higher and that really helps engage those small intrinsic foot muscles um, to help strengthen them you hold it for a few seconds and then you can relax and then the other thing is, is if, if you are getting into a new fitness program or you go to the gym regularly, you can do a few little uh, additions to your workouts that aren't going to add any time but could pay off benefits. One is, um, and again, ideally, if you do these barefoot, they're best. Now, I know at some gyms you have to wear shoes, uh, but even if you have like a Vibram type shoe or very flexible uh, shoe, if you're doing squats or lunges, do them barefoot. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I would recommend is one, if you're used to doing a fair amount of weight in a squat, definitely reduce your weight and definitely do your squats in front of a mirror to watch your form. Because if you've been doing squats for years in highly supported shoes, if you try to maintain your same weight and you don't pay attention to your form, those feet and ankles, they're going to collapse. Yep. They will. However, you drop the weight, tuck the ego in the back pocket, right? <laughs> drop the weight a bit and, and really focus on your form. You'd be amazed what you can do. Uh, same with your lunges. Barefoot lateral lunges are a really good one. Again, in front of a mirror if you can. Side to side movement. Really focus on that lateral. Um, and i am always been a big fan of if you can get the BOSU or uh, BOSU ideally with the dome side up. Again, barefoot, even just stand on one foot, do some uh, toe raises, quick things like that. You'd be amazed at how much stronger you can get. Um, and then, uh, you know, you've been kind enough to mention AFX and what's the difference. I think for most people, the simple exercises that, uh, that I've mentioned, um, if, if you don't have a history of foot and ankle issues and, and recurring problems, uh, or if you, um, you know, you're, you're reasonably healthy, you're not necessarily wanting to, to 
have a huge spike in your performance, most of those simple foot and ankle exercises are going to keep you pretty healthy and happy. And that's a good thing. What differentiates AFX, it is for people with more chronic and recurring issues, um, as well as people who really want to see a, a significant jump in their performance because it's a bit of a different beast. But I think for most uh, people who, again, don't have that history of injury, some simple little foot exercises incorporated. And the only other big tip is do yoga. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Anytime we're at a marathon and we're doing the expo and we're demoing our product, the people who use it, who do, we can spot the people who do yoga right away. Their really? range of motion and yeah, their range of motion and their strength is usually very impressive. I was going to actually ask you that. What other than people who do yoga, is there any other particular uh, part of the population or athletes that um, are really have really strong feet? Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Beach volleyball players. Yeah, uh, we do have both um, the Canadian and the U.S. Olympic national teams. Beach volleyball national teams use our product. Okay, but uh, so they still see a value. But absolutely, beach volleyball players, dancers can be very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yet in some ways, they 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 also abuse their feet so much they tend to have recurring issues. Uh, but it's funny at the other end of the spectrum, like we have uh, our AFX is used by NFL teams and NBA teams. So you know, big big men, mm-hmm. right? And I've had some of these guys strap AFX on, and they've had to start at our very lowest uh, resistance level, which we have post surgical. Really? <laughs> well, you know what, Mark? Though these guys, ever since they've been in high school. They've taped their ankles. They've uh, taped their feet, right? And if you watch an NFL game or a CFL game, or it, they, especially the the linemen, they are nothing but tape from their toes till about mid calf. So right? they they haven't had to use those muscles to any no. degree for a long time. And I have no idea how they can function that way. Like I really don't. I'm not being facetious. It's they literally have like cinder blocks, cement blocks on the bottom of their feet. They don't. And so it's funny. You you can have a a 98 pound ballerina hop up to our high resistance level and just you know get a great workout. Pound it out, and, yeah. Yeah, and you have a 320 pound offensive lineman <laughs> who's almost in tears on the lowest level. Like it's but. It's how much people use it. The good news is, is I don't want to dishearten anyone. The nice thing is, is that it's not like you lose the muscles of your feet. If you start doing a few different exercises, you'd be amazed at how quickly you can you get them feeling much, much stronger, right? Because they're there and we do kind of use them, but not as much as we could. Hmm. That's uh, that's interesting with those NFL players. I never yeah. thought about that and, and other athletes, but yeah, like a lot, I know – I mean, back when I played basketball, yeah, a lot of guys were getting taped up every game. So uh, I'm sure, it, yeah, that continues. Um, well, but your friend uh, Steve Nash, yeah, he always wore the low cut shoes. He did, yeah. That's his soccer background. He knows that your feet have to move, your ankles have to move. And people thought he was crazy. Kobe Bryant did the same thing. Yeah, thought they were crazy. Oh, you're going to injure your ankles, and he realized so much of his agility and balance came from that. Exactly. And I think if you roll your ankle bad enough, I mean, you're going to, you're going to sprain your ankle here and there, but I mean, yeah, if you, the stronger and uh, more more mobility you have, I mean, the better it's going to serve you. And then, yeah, probably the low cut shoes in a way, yeah, help their careers. Yeah, I would think. Um, Speaking of shoes, you mentioned Vibrams, which 
to those of you who are not familiar with them, and I, I don't know, if, I don't see them around as, as much anymore. They're the the shoes that have, you know, the spots for your toes. But uh, the whole minimalist shoe movement seems to have disappeared yeah. uh, quite a bit. And um, I think now sort of the trend is to, to shoes with lots of cushioning, at least for running. There's um, mm-hmm. a company called the Hoka, as you're probably familiar with, yep. who have, um, you know, a real thick sole. Um, you know, I first saw them, I thought they, they look ridiculous. But anyways, they're, they're quite popular. I've never tried them. But mm-hmm. um, any thoughts on what happened to the minimalist shoe movement? Is this just, just a marketing movement or actually, you know, things changing as far as that, that people promoting um, like physios and, and so forth, promoting minimalist shoes? I, I think, um, well, Vibram's isn't around or not as, as uh, there's a few different things going on. Vibram's isn't as uh, sort of out there now simply because of a lawsuit and yes. it was their own fault. You know, they, they came along and they started to make ridiculous claims. And, and I get it. I understand from a business perspective how it's tough. It's tough. Like with our website, I would, you know, it's really tough not to come along and go, going to guaranteed to pure, you know, cure your plantar fasciitis, yeah. guaranteed to cure splint. But, but, you know, Mark, given your background in kinesiology and everything else, you know that it's up to the individual. It's it's so inherently different as per each individual. What caused the injury? What is their activity level like? What is their, you know, um, what is it that they're trying to do? Uh, did they gain a bunch of weight? All those different factors come into play that you can't simply guarantee it. And I understand the pressure because you're in you're in this commercial world where there's all this noise and and that's where you'll start seeing my grumpy tweets where, <laughs> where I'm like, what the hell, people? What are you talking shoe inserts? Come on. But, yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> at the same time, too, it's partially their own fault because they started to promise everything under the moon and nothing of value comes that easy. So um, as for maximal shoes, I simply do not agree with them. I, I, I think they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, we as human beings have evolved to run and jump and climb hills and do all these amazing things. And this idea that, oh, we need more and more cushion. We need more and more support. You know what, Mark? For a certain po- set of the population, they do. There are people out there that biomechanically they have some real issues and an orthotic or highly supportive shoe are going to help. But for most of us, if we have a little bit of patience and we're willing to work on it and, you know, as a runner, if you're willing to tuck the ego in the back pocket and reduce your mileage to go to a a more flexible shoe, in the long term, you're going to see some results because that's the other thing that happened with the um, the minimalist shoe or the Vibrams or what have you. People were like, oh, yeah, I'm doing, you know, 100 miles a week in my regular shoes. I'm going to put on these Vibrams. I'm going to keep doing 100 miles a week, and I'm going to be just this this personal best god. Well, they ended up in a world of hurt because to transition properly takes about a year. <laughs> you it, know? it happened to me. I mean, I... I wasn't that extreme, but I bought a pair of uh, zero drop shoes. Um, They were the Vivo Barefoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still around or not, but um, anyways, I bought a pair and I I was conservative. You know, I'd been doing a lot of running and I went for like, you know, maybe a five or six K and I I could barely walk for two days. My calves were masked because I was, you know, my whole 
adult and probably childhood uh, life, I was running in, you know, running shoes with anywhere from a, I don't know, 10 to 15, 16, 17 uh, millimeter uh, heel, heel drop or heel lift. Um, So yeah, with my kids, uh, especially both my kids, they're almost five and the other one's two, but I try to put them as much as possible, like super flat, super flexible shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And with my kids as well. And uh, the other part, of course, the wide toe box too, right? Yes, yes. Um, that uh, I had the hardest time. My old, my son Liam, he's seven. He started playing soccer a couple of years ago, and it was fine at first with the runners. But then they um, they want to, they, the kids have to start wearing cleats, which I don't necessarily agree with, but whatever. Trying to get a soccer cleat with a wide toe box is nearly impossible. They want to cram these kids' toes. Yeah into these god-awful soccer boots and then they wonder why the kids look so awkward it's like well I, you just cut off most of their balance most of their proprioception and, and probably their, their circulation <laughs> yeah yeah you know and and it's so i uh i yeah no we had to we searched high and large or far and wide and we were able to get them something with at least a wider toe box with a little bit more flex but yeah what kind of running shoes do you do you run in i rotate um <clears throat> through I uh, I try to take my own advice. I tend to be more of a fan of um, uh, New Balance. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always done well. I try to keep the very very flexible sh- uh, sole and good wide toe box. I um, I have wide enough feet anyways, but I like to keep a good wide toe box. And I rotate through. And it's interesting, Mark. You mentioned switching to minimalist because I actually um, there's a company down in the U.S. called Zero Shoes. And it's based on a, a sandal kind of design okay. and uh, really neat. So I ordered a pair, tried them out. And even though I do foot strengthening for a living, when I put those on and just wore them my day to day, man, my feet hurt in a good way. Yeah. Like it did not in a bad way, but even for a guy who preaches about foot strength and regularly uses <laughs> AFX and everything using on a day to day was a different beast. So no, I, I switch it up as much as I can to basically, I always look at it as you're switching up your workout. Every time you change your style of shoe, you switch up your workout. It makes your feet work differently. Um, and as long as you're not, you know, uh, you know, wearing highly supported shoe all year, and then, oh, people, again, an aside, but people often say, oh, flip-flops are terrible. Okay, flip-flops don't have a lot of support. But if you work your way into them, they're, they're a decent enough shoe, right? As long as your feet are strong enough. But I think a lot of people, they wear, you know, winter comes along, they wear hard-soled shoes, very well-supported, big boots, everything else. First nice day, they put on their flip-flops and they go walk for eight hours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up in a world of hurt. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before we wind up here, just a couple sure. of uh, quick sort of um, more fun questions. Right. Um, what are your favorite resources or books uh, for runners um, or not necessarily for runners, for sort of uh, any sport or athletic endeavors, any favorite um, websites or books that you could recommend? Um, well, I would um... – uh, Jay Dachari's Anatomy for Runner. Oh, yeah. I've had him on the it, podcast. 
Jay is, he is brilliant. He is just an absolutely brilliant guy. Um, and, and a super nice guy to boot. Uh, I, uh, I really respect the work he does. Alex Hutchinson, sweat science writes for runner's world. I'm sure you know, Alex. I do. He's actually, uh, uh lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, there you go. I see him at the uh, butcher periodically. Oh, there you go. Like, uh, as I would say in Boston, he's wicked smart. Um, yes. You know, taking that PhD in physics and and, and definitely uh, uses his scientific method well. Um, you know, and, and there's our – and this is going to sound like being a terrible suck-up, but Mark, I really like what you're doing with your website because I love the fact that you're focusing on everyday athletes. And and maybe people are getting back into running or maybe they have an extra 10 to 20 pounds. Like there's a lot of resources out there for people who are like, how to get to a sub 220 marathon. And I think it discourages a lot of people. And I, I know for even for AFX, we talk about different pro sports that use our product. But the fact of the matter is the vast majority of our customers are regular people. Who just happen to have really bad feet mm-hmm. um, for a variety of so no I, I really like what you're doing as well and oh, your you. um, well your none to run challenge right like I, I think sometimes we set the bar so high for people and when in fact it's like you know what eat smart and if you can get in a 30 minute run or a 30 minute brisk walk every day you will be three quarters of the way to amazing health yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, even the Nun to Run Challenge that I'm doing right now, I'm doing another one in January. But yeah, the whole thing is um, to to be eligible for some of the prize and stuff. All you have to do, it's five times per week, do a five-minute run or run-walk or walk, whatever you want. But mm-hmm. most of the time, I mean, you probably know this too. If you get your shoes on and you know you go through the trouble of getting your gear and your shoes and you go outside, it might be a bit cold or dark. Once you get out there, you're, you know, five minutes is going to go up and you're like, no, nah, I, you know, I'm out here. I might as well keep going or do a bit more. So I think the key is just helping people build these habits and um, get to the point where, you know, you're not, you're going outside and you know, you're doing your run and you're enjoying it. You're not killing yourself. You're not out of breath. And, you know, it's not going to be a lifestyle you're going to want to continue if it's not enjoyable. Well, exactly. And well, both of us, <laughs> we're talking about before the podcast, we both have young kids. Yes. Sometimes it's just nice to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but we, um, and what's interesting is, and you're going to find the next couple of years, this year was the first year um, uh, my of a son and my little girl, Haley, she's uh, just turned five, but we did family 5k. Yeah. And um, it was the most interesting 5K I've ever done in my life because uh, I, I did most of it sideways <laughs> in that because I was running sort of beside my, my four-year-old going, yeah. come on, babe, you're doing great. And, you know, Haley made it. Um, I awesome. think uh, my time was a, an amazing, blistering 52 minutes, but we made the 5K. And like I said, it, uh, but it was, you know, and, and you're right, it, it and it's that feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. to uh and if you get started on it then you won't want to stop so yeah exactly uh what about podcasts or are you a music guy when you when you if you're running i am not i am not a music guy uh i when i'm running i really like to uh make the noises in my head go away yeah no it's, it's my time to think it's my time to um get away from a computer screen 
and just, you know, if I, I sometimes catch myself mumbling, you know, I'm sure I, yeah. I look pretty fun, funny when I'm mumbling to myself as I'm <laughs> running along and I'm preparing something. But uh, no, I'm not really uh, too much on the tunes. The only time I'll do tunes is if I'm on the uh, on the treadmill. Yeah. And then it has to be cranked and whatever's going on is going on. So. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Matt, I want to thank you for your time. But before we go, um, can you let the listeners know where people can find out more about, uh, firstly, the FX, and then sure. secondly, um, where they can connect with you online if they want to ask you any questions or just uh, or just connect? Absolutely. Um, well, the website is AFX uh, for ankle, foot, and then the X, X for maximizer. So AFXonline.com. Uh, our Twitter, Twitter handle is AFXonline. Our Facebook feed is AFXonline. And uh, the nice thing is, is with being a smaller company, uh, chances are if they send an email or tweet or Facebook post, I'm going to be the guy answering it. Um, I, well, I, I handle all the customer service stuff. I, I think anyone who runs a company should. And um, so if they have a question, and the other thing is, yeah, if they if they have, I've done demos for people who weren't quite sure whether or not AFX would really work for them because they, you know, they have perineal issues or they have um, uh, other sort of problems with their feet and ankles. We fire up Skype. And if it's not me, it's someone else, but we'll fire up Skype and show you the exercises. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to, you know, it's no commitment and just show you. And the other thing we do is that once people get an AFX, we do have the DVD, the 30-minute DVD and the, the poster and what have you. But we also offer a free one-on-one -on -one online training session so that people know exactly how to use it and they're maximizing the benefit. So, um, but yeah, if they have any questions, give us a call, send us an email, tweet, Facebook, whatever. Um, as, as you've seen, I can, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're, and you're active on those social uh, outlets. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if anyone out there has any questions, uh, fire them to Matt. Um, listen, Matt, again, thanks very much for your time and expertise and, um, I'll be sure to put all the links to the, um, to the websites and how people can connect with you on the show notes for the podcast. Really appreciate it, Mark. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Nomics podcast at www.healthynomics.com.